Racing. It's green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Saturday night, Greyhound Racing in Melbourne Town at the MGRA. Nice little uh, 12 race helping this Saturday night. Some good Metro racing off a good night of racing last Saturday night. Uh, we're going to catch up with uh, Del Klemke, a recent group listed winning trainer after his Greyhound Stromboli took out one of the Pink Diamond races as well. We'll catch up with Daniel Hibbard, uh, the voice of Sandown Park, after he went on a bit of a tipping frenzy, a bit of a roll throughout uh, Thursday evening. So all that and more. Don't go anywhere on the Green Light On Premier Racing Podcast. Run of the week. Uh, run of the week from last Saturday night at the Meadows, and I thought it was Cybertruck. The way this Greyhound prepared by Matty Johnson was just able to work past them. Uh, didn't get it all his own way in the first 100 metres or so. Had to work outside of the lead, and I thought he chased his absolute backside off, and it is a serious conveyance, Cybertruck. He was emphatic last week. Racing, Cybertruck began only fairly, now starts to stretch and going forward, Ricky Bobby Wright. Cybertruck's up to second, railing through there was Zylo Bale and almost clipped the heels there of Cybertruck. Out deep was Quested Bale, behind them was Wrangler Jane, further back to Early Boy and last of all was Flying Free. Cybertruck put the truck into top gear and raced away. Quested Bale to second, battling Ricky Bobby Wright, checking again Zylo Bale, but Cybertruck's away and the Mac is home. Cyber the truck wins it. It's over a really smart win that because he was compressed for room in the first 20, 30 metres. He was able to push through the gap, hold his place, then checked around the first corner, dragged down from behind, lost more ground, yet still went 17.83 down the back. He could easily go a, a 5.05 early down the back in 17.60. And if you're running that type of speed, you're going to lead a lot of races and you're going to win a lot of races as well. One to follow, Cybertruck. Saturday's preview. So the preview now for this Saturday night. I like a few, especially later on in the program. Race one commences. Sports bet mate and final fifty nine hundred to the winner of race one at six thirty eight Victorian time. Going with seven on top here to want to pay out. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of this boy, but he showed promise from an early stage. He was sixth in that uh, Vic Breeders won by Al's Entity during the Oz Cup Carnival. So in a mate and final three months later, he looks well placed. Race number two, I'm pretty keen here on Cabello Dewberry on top. I reckon can almost lob straight outside of major requests, maybe take the lead down the back. Will be an each-way price and I think can run well. Race two, number three. Third race, thought this was a bit of a raffle. I do like the look of a zipping Lincoln moving forward. He's run behind Scalacci outstanding at Shep. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with his win at Terrell three starts ago. Even though he won the race, I just thought he looked a little bit plain. So, yeah, at his best, if he can cross and lead, he's going to take some beating. I think he's definitely one to follow. Um, and I reckon his Shepherd and run was much, much better, uh, even though he ran second than his win at Terrellgan three starts ago. Race four, this is a terrific race. So I'm going to go with Aston Luciano. I just think he's, uh, he's handling himself so well going through the grades uh, and doing it week in, week out from tricky draws. This is another step up for him. So if you're going to take him on, and I have noticed he's 280 in the watchdog form. God, I think you'll get a better price than that. If you're not getting a better price than 280, I probably wouldn't tip into him, to be fair. He's definitely a, an up-and-coming prospect, and he's very, very talented. But 
This is definitely the hardest race he's uh, effectively tackled as a whole. Race five, I like three pandemic. Um, I reckon she does her best racing over 600 when she can bounce and lead. There's not uh, a hectic amount of speed in this, so it looks the right race that, that she might be able to do that. Uh, from box number three, I think should represent value. Race six going Lornet Express on top. Last six starts, four of them will be from box number one uh, and has won three out of the last four when jumping with the red rug on. So Lornet Express drawn to go well. Race seven, tipping eight, Navarino on top. Race number eight, Paddy wants Pats for me. Um, he's beginning beautifully. He's He was jet propelled early at Warrigal's 6.38. They don't go much faster. Maybe not as strong as he once was. He's had his injury concerns over his career, so the Bravo have done a good job to, to have him still showing that burn at, at this point of his career. So I'm happy to be with him. Race number nine, just noticing too, the green light on podcast has made it all of the way up to a free-for-all. Race number nine, I'm going with 390-mile Queen on top. Was desperately unlucky at Sandown Park last time around. It's actually up in the broadcast box uh, watching Daniel Hibbert go about his business, who we'll chat to in just a moment when 90-mile uh, Queen finished off fourth last week. So I'm pretty uh, keen to stick with her. I reckon she's one to, to follow down here and she wouldn't be in the Jason Thompson Kennel if she didn't show plenty of talent. Uh, race 10, number one, Kanji Giant on top. Terrific win last week. 5.04 to the peg at Sandown. Um, if he does that here at the Meadows, he's going to take beating. Concern is he's never won from the red. Uh, surprising for a greyhound who's 180k. Race 11, uh, thought this was a tough one. We're going to chat to Dylan Klimke with Stromboli. There's no doubt he'll be out on the speed. Um, I might look for either Osana Bale, number three, who won really well three starts ago here, or Treasure Tears, who's going to get back and run on. I'll probably go with number three, Osana Bale, and hope that she can lob right up outside of Stromboli in the early part. Gangster Paradise in five will use plenty of the track. And then race 12, best bet of the night. We have to stick around to 12 past 10, Saturday night, it's number two, Tan and Black. I think the Red's going to show a bit of speed. Tan and Black can just trail the tempo, and from there should be mighty, mighty hard to beat. Hunters punting. And on the back of giving uh, Tan and Black a really big push, gamble responsibly. Chances are you're going to lose. 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au for free online confidential support. I'm with Tan and Black. Race 12, number two, $25 each way for me on the check. I think drawn a lot better than the last two or three runs has jumped from boxes four, six and eight. Um, and had to work really, really hard last week on a track where they just weren't running time. So on with Tan and Black in race number 12 each way. From the broadcast box. Well, from the broadcast box at the Sandown Park Greyhounds on a Thursday night, I've been able to get Daniel Hibbert on the podcast, as he's so often very kind with his time, and a man who was in hot, hot form. He tipped the first eight winners on the program at Sandown, and when I heard that, um, I thought, A, when he sent me a message to say he's doing well, I thought that would moz him for the rest of the meeting, which it sort of has, but I thought, B, um, this is a man you want to get on the podcast to get his thoughts for the Meadows Saturday night. Daniel, how are you? Very well, thanks, Jim. Yes, uh, had a very positive start to the night. Got the uh, first eight home. There was a couple of very short ones in there, but you've still got to find the, the bit of value that was there. And we got some uh, with uh, Zinzan Chopper at a decent quote. And, uh, yeah, got the early quad, the main quad. So everybody's happy. Race one was a hard get to field of three. How'd you find that for a Metro meeting? Oh, that that took, that <laughs> studying the form. It took me an hour to work out what to pick in that. It was yeah, really hard race. Nah, that's it. It's been a good night of racing. Though, has anything stood out from Sandown Park Thursday night for you? Oh, definitely Transponder. Yeah, um, 
we, um, um, you, yourself, and and I sort of thought that he was going to be really hard to beat in the uh, in the pink tile. I think Chase Adams as well. We all sort of picked him out, and he uh, had that race one sort of about ten or fifteen metres after the start. He just jumped so well. Everybody else got into a bit of bit of trouble, and he was away. So you know, we got the got the cash there, but he was just elite tonight. He was probably half a length slow at the start, but uh, once he hit the ground, he just accelerated and he went straight past them into that first turn and just made it uh, made it a one-act affair. 29 and 12 on a pretty windy and cold night uh, is, a, is a really slick time, so uh, he went super. Team Thompson flying. Did you catch Postman Pat in Queensland by any chance? Yeah, I'm still picking my jaw up off the floor. Yeah. That was just... That was just insane. I, it was just crazy how good he went there, and uh, yeah, he's um, you know, he's going to have a, a really good uh, campaign up there, and uh, Amron Boy was really good as well. He's, you know, he ran super up there. So the the Vicks are doing a super job in in Queensland. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good uh, good run for those Victorians. We're, we're claiming Postman Pat is one hundred percent Victorian now, even though he's obviously got the New Zealand interest where he started his career. Hey Meadows, Saturday night. Do you like anything now that you've tipped the first eight winners at Sandown? Can you give us one for yeah. Saturday night? Well, we're not going to go outside the uh, outside the norm here. I'm really looking forward to seeing Navarino race again at the Meadows. I, I'm not sure that he's going to be much of a price, but I'm really looking forward to seeing him run. He's in race seven, number eight. Uh, he'd probably be a shade of odds on, but I think he's going to be really hard to beat. And, I, and the other races, the, the fourth race, Aston Luciano and Zulu Blast, when they met, a couple of weeks ago, it was a, an amazing race by Zulu Blast. They both won the following week, uh, so I reckon that's going to be a real good clash again there at the Meadows on on Saturday. But as a, from a, a tipping perspective, race seven, number eight, Navarino. Good man. You're all over it, Dan. Keep up the good calling, mate, and we'll uh, chat to you soon on this uh, podcast. No worries, mate. Inside Info. Missing it out of box number four was 22 black and away quickly out wide. Stromboli, plenty of pace will work over. The second Devon and then came a fair beauty first turn who was shuffled back. Passing runners Soda Mac caught off the track was by Georgie. 22 blacks recovered up into about third spot. Further back then was Potluck Chuck with a fair beauty and Toby Snags last but turning and it's all Stromboli for the Ghost Syndicates. Raced away with the final. Stromboli's won easily. Four lengths in the run home. Well, there we go. It's all Stromboli, a man who I reckon would have loved the sound of Kyle. Galley turning for home in the Pink Diamond last week is Dallin Klemke, trainer of Stromboli, who only just took up full-time training not too long ago, went bang, group-listed win within the first year of uh, full-time training. Dell, hello, mate. Hey, James. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Hey, that was a big intro. Uh, you must be pumped about uh, what happened at uh, Warrigal last Friday in that Pink Diamond. Yeah, absolutely stoked. It was a massive thrill to be in the first sort of big race out on my own and yeah, to come out with a win was just a very special moment. And he's, he's always been a greyhound that showed terrific speed, but to come from box eight in the pink diamond, which is probably where he wanted to be, talk us through the the race itself. He, he bounced beautifully, got straight across to lead. At what point did you think this is this is the way it, it, you were sort of hoping it was going to go, I suppose? Yeah, look, he, he saved is probably his best run to date in his career and he couldn't have saved it for a better night. Um, once he, I, I was worried he, he wasn't going to be able to cross, but he, look, he did it pretty easy in the um, first 50 metres. And then once he got to the turn and the, I seen the five got jammed up a bit, I I was pretty 
pretty confident. I sort of shut my eyes for 150 metres, just hoping everything would go right. And I watched it. I couldn't see it live. My eyes are shocking. And I looked up <laughs> the TV and seen he was five in front. And, yeah, I was... I was very, very excited. He's he's come back this campaign absolutely beautifully, and it looks like he's he's just starting to really build. I mean, to to go six fifty three to the first peg at Warrigal, not only to win the pink diamond, but that would have given you confidence moving forward, and obviously enough confidence to now look toward the Meadows this week, where you've got him in drawn race eleven, box two. That speed wins races, Dell. Yeah, no, for sure. And he he he'd just been lacking a bit of confidence before this series popped up, and. I, I didn't plan on putting him in it. His points just, um, they went up. So I was like, I may as well have a crack. And look, he's went at Ballarat on the Saturday morning. I was impressed with, and his points didn't go below 275. So I thought I'd have a crack. And yeah, I, I didn't expect to draw the pink and be a, one of the favourites to win it. And it just shows that he's going as good as he ever has. And He's doing that in his races, and I thought the way he's been running, I may as well have a crack at the city while all the dogs, all the most of the good dogs, are up in Queensland for the Queensland Cup. Yeah, hundred percent. What about uh, the the thrill of winning? What what? How would you rate the Pink Diamond? Because we, we're speaking to a lot of people. Everyone seems to love the idea, and a lot of people are loving the fact that the good dogs get their chance. Obviously, in the seventy five thousand dollar races, but it's the 275 plus those type of races that that give a, a dog like Stromboli and yourself Della a chance to have a crack at a group listed race. What do you, what what would you say or how would you rate the Pink Diamond series? Obviously, pretty highly. I'd be I'd be tipping. Yeah, no, nah, it's a, it's an awesome series. It caters for all types of dogs, um, the best dogs, some of the dogs that don't have the ability of the good dogs, the older dogs. Um, the up and comers. It's an un, it's a, an amazing series, and it gives chances to trainers like myself um, the chance to be in a group listed race for the sort of money that people you wouldn't think um, you have a chance of winning. Well, the watchdog have marked Stromboli at 280 now for a Metro race on Saturday night. You would have had a quick look at the field, I'm assuming. You've got a Santa Bale on the outside, downstreaming one. Uh, Stromboli's in two. Gangster Paradise has been racing well. So it's not the easiest race, but he has been marked as the, the top of the tree as the favourite at $2.80. What do you make of box two and what do you make of the race itself? Um, yeah, I'm, I was pretty happy with box two. Like the way he's been jumping, if he can... After his last run, splitting 653 at Warrigal. If he can split five O's, um, I think he can lead it. I don't think there's much early pace in the race that will be able to split five O's. Um, and he's gonna, he's probably going to need a little bit of a gap on him. He's never been over the 500s before. Um, there's a couple of strong dogs in it. Brit, um, Rob Britton has one in it. He's been running over the 600s. Um, i just got to hope that he can get to the front on that first turn and I, we trialled him there as a pup. He'd been around there and I just got to hope, yeah, he gets in front and puts a bit of brake on him, a bit of a jam up because the last 50 will probably be a suspect late, I would imagine. If he can burn through the marks like he did exactly that way in the pink diamond, he'll give them something to catch. How did you get involved in dogs, mate? Take us back to the start. Uh, all, all thanks to me, brother. He, when he started working for... Um, for Mosa and dogs when he, he was good mates with Jordan. Um, I used to skip school to go to the races. We were on a Ballarat 
Ballarat on a Monday and then by the time I finished school, I wasn't going to university and uh, Michael Chilcott offered me a job and then I spent a few months there and then went across to Rod Clark's and trained a few dogs there for a couple of years and then once I left there, I thought I'd move down to Geelong and worked with Jason and Jeff Sharp for a, a year and then Daniel and Beck Gibbons for a year and after I finished up there, I sort of had a bit of a spell from dogs. I didn't think I wanted to stay in the sport until over New Year's I worked at Renee and Adrian Kenyon's for a week while Renee went away and then from there I thought, yeah, I may as well have a crack. Pete, the, um, the owner of Titan Blazer, offered me the chance to train with dogs myself and I thought, yeah, I may as well have a crack at it. Um, and got nothing to lose. Did you did you expect that this would be the end result? You know, six months later, you you're not even sure you want to be training dogs, and then you win a group listed twenty five thousand dollar to the winner Pink Diamond race. That that's a pinch yourself moment, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. Um, especially after the the last few months, um, it, it's just nice and rewarding the hard work you put in day in day out to win a race like that. It just puts things in this perspective that no matter how low you are, things can always get better, and that's just what it's done for me. Which, yeah, I couldn't be prouder. It's a great, uh, great line of advice. That I think. What, what I guess did you learn from all of those trainers you've worked with? As you said, the Chilcots, the Clarks, down to the Gibbons, uh, the Sharps. Those trainers train uh, an absolute crapload of winners. What, what were you like a sponge when you're working at those places to try and learn as much as you could? Yeah, exactly what it was, just a sponge. Um, it, it was good to work with each and every one of them. I always got along with them all and I just took bits and pieces from each each trainer and then I've sort of done my own thing and I've had a lot, a lot of help in the last four months from other trainers as well. And it's, um, yeah, just taking in everything that people say to you and I'm um, I've been in this sport for a long time, but it's a lot different training your own dogs. You've got a lot more responsibility. But with all the help I've had throughout the process, it's it's been pretty uh, easy going at the minute, which is, which is nice. Old sponge Klemke we're going to call you from, from now on, mate. Uh, what's the, <laughs> the dream now? You're a pink diamond winner. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what's the dream as a greyhound trainer? I'd, I'd be tipping that you've got no intention to get away from the sport now after what happened last Friday night. Yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, um, I'll be here for a while now trying to strive for the best. But, look, I'd, I'd really love to win a Bendigo Cup. That would be the, the main one, my hometown. That that would mean the most to me. Obviously, everyone wants to win the Melbourne Cup, but I'd, as long as the dogs keep imp- keep improving and keep running to the best of the ability, um, any win's a good win. But the the main one would definitely be my home home country cup. Hey, I'm not sure this is a bit of a romantic fairy tale, but do you reckon one day um, you and your brother would one day train dogs together, Brayden and Dal Klemke? <laughs> well, funny you say that. Um, it has come up in conversations a couple of times. I think down the track, <clears throat> down the track, it'll definitely, mm. I reckon it would definitely happen. 
for I sure. Can, I can see it, mate, because you've both thought, all, sort of gone out, done your apprenticeships, working with all different trainers. If you can bring that wealth of knowledge back and, and go bang, I think you could have a very, very bright future. Well, congrats. Uh, terrific job winning with Stromboli down at Warrigal last week. Good luck for this Saturday night and good luck with everything, mate, because things are falling into place and no doubt plenty of winners to be trained moving forward. We wish you well here on the podcast. No, thank you, mate. I appreciate having me on. Thank you. That's all for this week. I hope you've enjoyed that podcast as we count down to the end of the financial year. Good luck and happy punting for the Meadows. 12 races and hopefully some winners. Dan Hibbert was on fire on Thursday night. He's given his best bets. I've given mine. Good luck and happy punting.